Hi, and welcome to the Overflow Podcast. I'm Chuck Ammons, lead pastor of Overflow Church in Brandon, Florida, and we are here to help you receive the Father's love and to release it to everyone you encounter everywhere. Wherever you're listening from today, your God adores you. I pray this message elevates and ignites your faith. On this podcast, you will find biblical messages to activate your faith so you experience the goodness of God and the greatness of your unique voice in His kingdom. To find out more about Overflow Church, visit us at overflowchurch.com or on Facebook at Overflow Church Brandon. We'd also love to encourage you to check out our book, Life in the Overflow, and its accompanying devotional on amazon.com. what you're going to see around this place. That is awesome. Well, hey, Overflow family, happy 2024. It is a joy to be here. We so miss being with you guys uh, last week. I want to thank you for the grace as we got to go spend some time with our family, lead a memorial service for my grandmother. But I was watching online with what God was doing here. And man, if I could have spontaneously combusted in my car, I would have. It was amazing just to watch the testimonies God pouring in. And I'm just filled with so much anticipation for this year. So I want you to start right with me. Put your hand on your heart. Let's declare this. Say, Father, I desire what you desire. And wherever I don't desire what you desire, I invite you to move me now. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Well, as we look in the Bible, we see that the authors of the Bible, they, they loved imagery. And what they found themselves often doing was painting these word pictures that would come from everyday common experience that would be unavoidable so that the youngest to the oldest would be able to see God is like this and we are like that. And, and sometimes what happens is we've gotten all these years after the Bible. It's not our common everyday experience. So we need to be reminded what it was. And one of those clear pictures that God gave was the picture of God being a sheep or God being a shepherd and us being his sheep. We see it all throughout the Bible. We see in Isaiah 40, it says that we are like tender lambs and that God treasures and protects us and holds us in his arms. In Mark 6, we're told that Jesus is compassionate for us in the places that we wander like sheep without a shepherd. In John 10, he says that he knows us intimately and he speaks like a shepherd calling his sheep. In Isaiah 53, we're told that all of us like sheep have strayed, but that he himself came not just as a shepherd, but as the lamb led to slaughter the innocent one to come in our place. In Jeremiah 23, we're told that he's the good shepherd who will gather us from every oppressive ruler and every oppressive system and lead us to good pasture. And I want to tell you, as we start 2024 and I look around our city, I believe there's one universal message, and it's this, the sheep need their shepherd. The sheep need their shepherd. Over these next weeks, we're going to dive into a brand new series called The Lord is Our Shepherd. We're going to be going into Psalm 23 and looking at five unbelievable offers from the God who came as our shepherd. And now here's the important part. In the weeks ahead, I'm looking and asking the Lord for two things to happen in our midst. Number one, I'm asking the Lord that you and I would receive from him in a new way. 
that we would breathe deeply, that as we step into one of the most recognized passages, it wouldn't be, oh yeah, that's nice, and yeah, I remember when God showed me that once, but that we would actually come and breathe in deeply and receive from him. Does anybody want new joy this year? Anybody want new revelation from the Lord? I want to remind you something right now. If you are still breathing, your God is still working. You're an eternal being, which means if you belong to Jesus, I want to make you a guarantee right now. Your best is yet to come. That's a promise that one person over here believes right now. If Jesus is holding you, you are an eternal being who will live with him forever. The veil will be removed. We will see him face to face. He will wipe every tear from our eyes. This is a vapor and a moment. And what is coming is substantive and forever. Your best is yet to come. I want us to receive it anew. But often when we come to the church, that's... That's what we do well. We come to church, we hear a message, we receive it. There's the word, there's what God had. I got my word for the week, I got my daily bread, and I'm ready to go. And I don't believe that is worthy by itself of being the church because it's not the gospel until what you've received has been released. See, the reason I didn't say the Lord is my shepherd, we could have a series called The Lord is My Shepherd, and we'd be in and be like, oh, wow, it's awesome to be me forever. But we're in the midst of a world that's burning. And the truth is, the Lord isn't just my shepherd. The Lord came to be their shepherd, too. And if the Lord is our shepherd, then the second goal that I have for us is that we this year, in a new way, different than we've ever done before, would position our lives to release the presence of Jesus to the people and the places that we go. As I've been spending time before the Lord, I want to tell you I have a, a type of expectancy that is hard to put into words because it's not based on emotion or initiatives. It's just something that God is stirring. And I want to tell you, I believe 2024 is going to be the year of joy-filled confidence and fruit for God's children as lifestyle missionaries. Would anybody like joy-filled confidence this year? Would anybody like to be filled with joy to know who you are and not wrestle with it and actually have the confidence to represent Jesus and not sound like a used car salesman? Would anybody like that? And for the many that you love and have been praying for, gosh, how would your heart be moved if this was the year of fruit? I believe God says this is the year of harvest. And so this is what I want to do today. Today, I want to prepare our hearts before we even dive into Psalm 23. We're going to do that in the weeks ahead. But I want to prepare our hearts. I want to come as a reporter of good news with what we sense God is saying for the church of our region. And I keep hearing this one word over and over and over again in my soul. And the word I keep hearing is this, expand. Expand. God is ready to expand his kingdom in Tampa Bay. I'm excited to come this morning as a reporter of good news as I get the joy of being one of over 50 pastors who regularly come together in our city and meet together with, with arms linked and our faces before the Lord. And I want to share with you what we've been hearing this morning for the church of Tampa because God is ready to expand in the church of Tampa Bay. But it's not just that. God's been saying that he is ready to expand at Overflow Church. We got a beautiful family here. This is special, isn't it? May we never miss the fact that this that we get to share. Yes, the day's coming that he's going to wipe the tears from our eyes. But this right now, this is special. Yeah. 
Belonging and family together is special. And I want to share with you this morning some new streams that your pastors have been hearing that God has been burning and saying that it is time for us to swim. Then I want to close our time this morning with a call to all of us, a call to action to prepare and position our hearts to go with the Lord as we're going to step into a time of a 21-day corporate fast. So that's where we're going to go today. We're going to hear God's heart for the church of Tampa Bay and where he wants to expand, God's heart for Overflow Church and where he wants to expand. And then we're going to respond together with a call to fast over these next weeks. That sound good? Okay, three people like that. That's awesome. We're going to do it anyway because the Lord said so. So what are we hearing first for the church of Tampa Bay? This is the word that we're hearing. It is time to expand those who come to know, surrender, and follow Jesus. We join with the greater church of Tampa Bay asking for one million people to come in relationship with Jesus in 2024 in our city. Let me say that one again. I wasn't saying we had a sale on Reeboks down at the store. Saying that we are joining with the greater church of Tampa Bay, asking for one million people to come into relationship with Jesus in 2024 in our city. And I need you to know something. This word has been heard by multiple pastors and leaders and sons and daughters independently across our region. And as we've come together in unity and we've heard it and you heard it too and you heard it too and you heard it too. And this is the word we heard. 2024, one million people, Tampa Bay. Did you know right now that there are leaders, Awaken the Dawn, what you just heard, Awaken the Dawn was not based in Tampa. Now it is. Do you know why? The Bradshaw family who lead it heard months ago God's doing something special in Tampa Bay and they uprooted everything they did. There are prophetic movements going all across the world right now that they said God is highlighting something in Tampa Bay to be a template for what he wants to do across the United States of America. And so we're believing that God is saying that one million souls are going to come to him. Now, let me put that in perspective for you. The entire Tampa Bay area population, that's Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater, is just over three million people. What we are talking about is a massive revival in which every church would be overflowing, literally, and new churches would have to be planted in our region. Churches breaking out in schools and coffee shops and everywhere because there's not enough room to hold all of the people in our current spaces. By the way, if you want to know this, we're going to talk about this in the weeks to come because all of us, when we hear news like that, there's any number of things that just happened in your heart when you heard it. For some of you, you got excited and you were like, yes, this is it. And you might have a real high evangelistic grace. And for some of you, you got real nervous and you were like, oh my gosh. And maybe for some of you, you got a little jaded and we're going to talk about that. We're talking about what it's actually going on there. But first, I want to share with you the word that we're hearing. One million people in our city. And if ever there was a time we desperately needed it, it's now. Come on, we know all about what's going on around us in our city. We know about the political unrest on every side that seems to be getting more and more angry and more and more polarized and more and more divided. We hear every day about mental health struggles and addiction and abuse. We're surrounded by morality and identity crises. We hear brokenness in families, people facing crippling debt despite doing the very best they know how and working hard and faithfully. We've heard about cancel culture, an age of offense and outrage, this distrust for authority. And what I want to tell you, it's all crying out is the sheep 
need their shepherd. The people are starving for the real Jesus. Romans 8 says it this way. It says, the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. In Romans 8, it goes on to say that the groaning of creation, the groaning of the world, the groaning of Tampa Bay is like the pains of childbirth. Now, I've never had those, but I've been in the room many times in a large family here, and I can tell you, it sounds pretty urgent. (laughs) There's something about the pain of childbirth. It comes on in an instant. And it's urgent saying, something's got to change. And right now, in our region, Tampa Bay is crying out for something. What are they crying out for? Look at Romans 8. Look at it again. This is what it says. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. They're waiting for us to look like the hope they're desperate for. So what's it going to take for a million souls? According to Romans chapter 8... It's going to take the true church that looks like the real Jesus looking like the hope they're desperate for. And i got to tell you something. I've met many people over 25 years of ministry. I've met many people that have a problem with the church. I've met many people who have a problem with organized religion. I've met many people who have a problem with injustices done in the name of God and abuses of power and hypocrisies. But I have to tell you something. Every person I have ever seen get a glimpse of the real Jesus melts in his presence. Every person I've ever seen get a glimpse of Jesus. In fact, I would encourage you this. You have somebody, I don't want anything to do with God. Keep listening. What they're talking about is an abuse that's not the real Jesus. If only they could see the real Jesus, they'd run. Why? It's what they're groaning for. And I believe with all of my heart that we are in a purifying moment where the church that looks like Jesus is rising up and stepping big to actually follow him. I got to tell you, Overflow, that makes me excited because we're a church that looks like Jesus. And if this is true, here's the question we need to ask. Does that sound good, a million souls in Tampa Bay? Sound good? So here's the question we need to ask, because God's not like, just like, that's the Christmas present, that's what I'm going to give you. No, he called us to reign with him. So what's our part? How can we partner with this word for the church of Tampa Bay in 2024? I'll give you two ways. The first is this, stay. Stay. We've heard all about the great exodus of people that have been hurt in churches, and I want to remind you that You're going to be hurt in any community that actually chooses to stay together. That's what it is to be family. Anytime somebody tells me this is my best friend and this is the love of my life, and then they say, we've never had conflict. We don't disagree about anything. What I want to say is, no, one of you is just a much stronger personality, and the other one's not going to say anything. If you're going to have real depth, you're going to have conflict. You're going to get your heart broken. We've heard about people leaving the church. What do we want to do if we want to see this? We've got to stay. We've got to remain focused and faithful. I want to challenge you. You want to see this happen? What do you need to do in 2024? Commit to a true community. If Overflow Church is your home, then you need something smaller than this room that you commit to and say, those are the people that I meet with on a regular basis. Those are the people I share my fears, my anxieties, my victories. These are the ones that walk together and we actually make it a priority. Stay. What does that mean? It means discover your gifts this year and use them. I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. It means don't quit when it gets discouraging or hard. 
If we want to see a million souls, we've got to stay in the second. If we want to see a million souls, we've got to pray. We've got to seek God continually and vulnerably and obediently. Now, this topic I could talk on and on about. In fact, it's so important that tomorrow morning, we've got a blog that's coming out from my website. We'll post it to our overflow page that is all about how we intentionally seek God in the way we pray and the way we go to seek a spiritual awakening for our region. So it's a whole other message. I want you to get it at a time that you can read it and take it in and reread it. And it is awesome because the Lord spoke it. But right now, I want to give you a practical way. You want to know how to pray? For our region, a practical way would be what I would call the 813 prayer. Can we pull up this slide? So 813 is the area code for the Tampa Bay area. And what has been happening for a number of months now is many churches, pastors, and leaders in the region, myself included, have been setting an alarm at 813 a.m. and 813 p.m. So every day at 813 a.m. and 813 p.m., it comes off and it says, pray for the church of Tampa. In 8.13 a.m., I actually take time to pray for a specific church in our region. And I ask God for a church by name and a pastor. And I just ask God to move. 8.13 every morning. 8.13 p.m. it goes, and I pray for the whole church of Tampa. John 17, that we be one, even as he was one. That people who have run away, and it's hard that they would come home. And I got to tell you, what I'm talking about right now, it takes less than a minute for you to come. And there are people all around our region. So I would urge you, even now, even as you're listening to me, to take your phone to set an alarm, 8.13 a.m., 8.13 p.m., and in fact, this comes right from our uh, social media page that is just some prompts of how you can pray, but that's one way that you could be strategic to begin to pray for our region, and at 8.13 a.m. and 8.13 p.m., you say, Lord, I'm agreeing with you for a million souls. Bring it in and show me my part. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right, so that's what the, the God is doing at the Church of Tampa. Now I want to talk about what we're believing for overflow. You ready to bring it home? Yeah. What are we believing for overflow? We heard two things. We heard this, it's, it's time to expand our capacity to spiritually breathe God into an ongoing fullness we didn't previously know was possible. That's the first thing we heard. Now, that's a lot of encyclopedia words. Let me say it again. It is time for God to expand our capacity. That's how much we can hold. To spiritually breathe him in. What does that mean? It means that you don't go tossed like the waves of the sea, but that you take him in and you hold and retain and that you experience an ongoing fullness of his presence you never knew was possible before does that sound good and it is time to expand the footprint of our obedience as we grow and we go together as lifestyle missionaries now february 11th i'm going to share at our family meeting that's where we come together in fact everybody's invited it's right after our service we invite everybody from the church, if you're a member or a friend of Overflow, to come. And we're going to share all the victories of 2023, what God did, and the specific vision and strategy of how what I'm about to share with you is going to happen. So for some of you that are detail-oriented going, oh my gosh, he shared all kinds of new things and I'm overwhelmed. February 11th, mark your calendar. You can come and join us here. But right now, I want to share three declarations of what we heard from the Lord, of what needs to presently change for us to expand and to walk with the Lord in 2024. First, God said it is time to expand as a house of restoration. At Overflow, we have a great passion and anointing and a legacy in this place for many, many years of being a place of healing and wholeness and restoration in body, soul, and spirit. We've watched that over 25 years here in our region. And we've watched God give us an anointing to disciple ordinary followers of Jesus to walk in confidence to minister inner healing. 
This is what God's saying for this year. It's time to actually expand our restoration ministry. And so this year, under the leadership of our prayer pastor, Pastor Cindy, using the restoration manual that Pastor Lynn and Robin wrote, we are going to be releasing very soon now monthly restoration encounters, which are for our body and for our community, where people are going to be experiencing healing and freedom on a deeper level. And this is what I love. We're going to be equipping their missional communities, not only to put people in community, but then to equip the missional community to say, okay, missional community leader, this person that's hurting, we're not going to pray for them as the experts. We're going to invite you in the room. We're going to let you hear it because they're the family that you're going to walk with. And we're going to equip missional communities to walk on a deeper level of restoration. So let me tell you what that means. What that means is in our city, we are positioning intentionally and regularly and continually. And the only thing that can happen when you do that is that fruit follows. So here's what it means if we expand our footprint as a house of restoration. Addictions will be broken. Generational sins will be transformed to generational legacies. Depression will be lifted. The last, the least, the lost, the lonely, and the leper will be met with the gospel of Jesus who adores them. And the barely hanging on will become the held and the whole and the home. It's time to expand as a house of restoration. If you agree, that's amen. amen. Number two, this is what the Lord said. It is time to expand as a congregation. I got to tell you, I believe in what we're doing here. I believe in the hope of the gospel that we preach. And I believe in the love that we carry. And God has said boldly and strongly, it is time for Overflow Church to grow. God has said that it is time for Overflow Church to grow. And let me tell you why. Because there are many people in our city that are desperately groaning for hope, needing breakthrough and transformation. There are many marriages that are falling apart. There are addictions and identity crises. There are people that feel buried and they don't know how to go on. And Jesus Christ is the answer. And right now he awaits with arms open to meet them with a baptism love. And so it is time for us to position our every initiative to go and get them. I'll take a slow burn. That's all right. (laughs) Got to tell you, we have this prayer burn that we meet every month and take 12 hours together as a church. And it's really starting to gain steam. And this, this month, as we were praying, just on Thursday, a word came from one of our members, Jim Hardy. Jim is a mighty man of God. Amen. And Jim heard this word from the Lord. And I, I was so moved. I want to share it with you. And since Jim shared it in a meeting, I don't have to ask him for permission. He said, we are calling for new sheep and not a transfer of sheep. Yeah. Jim's preaching next week. We are calling for new sheep and not simply a transfer of sheep. Let me, let me tell you what that means. Listen, there is a time for the transfer of sheep. This is what I mean. There's a time where all of us have reached, where God said, you've been with this congregation, and I'm changing something in this season. And the whole church is mine, but I actually need to move you and your family to a new congregation because it better fits what I'm doing in the season, what I'm doing with the gifts, what I'm doing with the opportunities. And that is called alignment. And when alignment happens the right way, not because you left your old church because you got offended and you didn't walk through Matthew 18 restoration, 
but because God sent you from one place you bless to a new place you bless, that's beautiful. We're going to celebrate that. But what we're talking about, the word we didn't hear was 2024 is a year of alignment. We heard 2024 is a year of expansion. So God's always going to align his church, and we're always going to make room for that. What we are saying is we believe that right now there are many people in our city that desperately need the love of Jesus, the way it's carried at overflow, and they belong here, and they're homesick, and they don't know it. And so this year we're going to go and get them. So what does that mean? If it's going to happen, it's largely going to change because of you and me. There are two words you're going to hear a lot from me this year. Invite and serve. Invite and serve. We're going to be taking a time of greater intention and cohesion as a church to go together as lifestyle missionaries. And so I'm going to be talking a lot about the need for us to invite. I want to tell you this. Most people who come to Overflow Church... The vast majority show up because they passed by on the street or they heard about it somewhere online first. And that's awesome. I'm grateful that God put us at a place where now the road construction is moving, cars are passing by. I'm grateful that that people are seeing us and coming, but I'm going to tell you, I believe a shift is coming. I believe the shift that's coming is God wants the culture of this church to be that the majority of the people coming into our family come from people who are in our family. It's awesome. Three people agreed with me. I'm going to say it again. I believe a change in the culture is coming where the majority of the people who are going to be coming into our family are coming from deep relationship with people who are in our family because they're excited about what God's doing in this place and they know that there's a place for them here. Now check this out. That's not me saying you need to change. That's me saying to you, we as pastors heard where we need to change. There's some things that have been set up in the way that we've done Sunday mornings, and God said, hey, there's a beautiful thing, and I love our church, but he said, I need to change some things in the atmosphere of Sunday mornings. Some things need to look radically and beautifully different, and by the way, I'm not talking about what happens from the start of the first song to when we, I'm not talking about the service, I'm talking about the whole gathering of the celebration of us coming together. He said, it is time for a great expansion of opportunities for every person at Overflow Church to discover and use their gifts And so i got to tell you something. The energy of Sunday mornings is about to go to a whole new level around this place as we're looking to send many people to see and celebrate and connect and bless. So let me be real. If Overflow is your home for my Overflow family, Overflow family, say, that's me. All right, Overflow family, this is what's going to have to happen. We're going to have to break the inertia that says Sunday morning is a service I attend. We're going to have to break the inertia that says Sunday morning is a service I attend to Sunday morning is a huge celebration I actively contribute to and I'm needed. We've got to move it from Sunday morning. That's that's where I go to church. And man, the band's great and the speaker's great and the thing's great. Wow, it was great. Let's go to lunch too. Sunday morning is a huge celebration that can't happen if I don't use my gifts. I'm needed. It's not just a few people that use their gifts on Sunday mornings at Overflow. We've got to change our expectancy from great songs and great message to a vibrantly active family. We've got to change our question from what did God say today to who did God use me to change today. As you and I walk together is the face of Jesus for those who are ready to be found and for those who are needing him to fall on him all over 
again. So I got to tell you something now, it's going to be a blast. <laughs> Have any of you ever served at any of our outreach events that we've had? When we've come together as a church and we've done something like our chili cook-off or events that we've come, anybody ever served in an event at Overflow Church where we've welcomed the community? Yeah. This might be our problem. <laughs> Some of y'all are lying right now. Have any of you ever served on a team at our church where we've had an event and said we're welcoming people in? Yeah? Here's the number one thing we hear at the end of those events. That was awesome! When are we going to do it again? Here's my answer. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. But it means that we're going to have to choose focused commitment. So here's my commitment to you on, on behalf of the pastors. We will create the space and we will create the opportunities. We need your yes. Because we need to focus our hearts when we show up on Sunday morning, not to say I'm coming to church, but I'm showing up ready for God to speak to me for our community. My eyes are not looking down or up, but my eyes are constantly looking out for who God wants to bless because I actually believe that he wants to change something in our city. Sound good? Yeah. All right, don't worry. For those of you who are hesitant, we're going to unpack it for a long time. It's going to be great. First, I need to share just the last thing that we've heard from the Lord for 2024. He said that it's time to expand as a house of restoration. It's time to expand our congregation. But the third one God spoke is this. It is time to expand as a home for revealing the Father and discipling the saints through the arts. God has given us a special place in our community to help people grow into the fullness of their identity through the creative arts. So we've got fine arts and fun arts. Any fine arts, fun arts people in the room? Oh, that sounded so pure and happy. <laughs> God said that's awesome. He's rewarding it. But it's time for us to step out and time for us to step up. There's two ways we're going to do this. In 2024, starting immediately, creative arts are now going to be expanding to all ages. It's not just uh, preschool, yeah. elementary, middle, and high school. It is all ages of the arts finding our identity. Some of you look scared. The second that we heard from the Lord is a very clear vision, and I'm going to share the vision with you in the weeks to come. But the vision is for a new worship and creative arts center. A space here that will be for our city. We believe the church is to be here for the city. And as arts programs have been cut from schools and creativity, we believe that God, that, that Psalm 19 says that creation screams the glory of God, that God is shouting out creatively that he's alive, and that we have been given 10 acres to make space to be a blessing for our community. I see in this next-gen spaces that will be for our kids and our teens. I see meeting spaces that will actually be you having somewhere to go. I see true fellowship spaces that are not 95 degrees outside on the pavement. I even see a coffee shop for our community. Can you see it with me? So now we have to ask the question, how can we join the vision of God expanding at Overflow? I'm going to ask you two things, and with this we're going to close. Number one, I'm going to ask you to fast. The vision that we're talking about is not a man-made initiative, and in fact, if you know anything about me, you'll know that when God gave me these things, I would much rather just open the Bible and preach to you point and precept about how beautiful Jesus is. When it comes to vision, I hate something like a used car salesman, too. I don't like showing up and going, this is how we're going to grow, this is how we're going to change, but I need to tell you something. Something has shifted in my heart these last five years at Overflow Church, that when he talks to me about his heart for this city, it's different and it's deeply spiritual, so I want you to hear me. What I'm giving you this morning are not some good ideas of what we might do. 
I'm giving you something that our pastoral staff has already been bathed in prayer on our face before the Lord that we believe with all of our hearts God is ready to do. And it is not going to happen without our prayer, without our intensity, without our commitment. So the first thing I'm going to ask for all of us is that you would join us in a fast. We're going to have a 21-day fast. It's going to start next Sunday, January 21st, and run to February 11th. And the purpose of this fast is we are asking God to mark us with confidence and clarity and commitment to take our place. The Bible talks about how we're to go with the gospel and that it's that we go and plead and compel people to follow Jesus. And I find a lot of times my heart needs to be moved more with the passion of Jesus. This fast is saying, God, give me your heart that I would burn for those who are far away from you. We talk about the fast. Here's how you could do this. We've got a fasting guide that's on our website, myoverflowchurch.com. Pastor Josh put this together for us last year, and it was amazing. Some people are going to fast one meal a day. Some people are going to say, God's telling me to just have a water and juice fast. Some people say, I'm, gonna, I'm fasting sweet. I'm fasting entertainment. I just want to encourage you that whatever it is this week, as you get before the Lord, if you'd ask him, what would you have me fast? And would you simply choose the thing that's going to draw you more toward intimacy with your father? Fasting's not just about giving something up. Fasting is about creating space so that God can fill that space with something else. So I would just encourage you, the first challenge I'm going to give every person in this room, we're going to pray in just a second to start doing this. Would you pray this week about what God would have you fast? The first thing I want to ask us to do as a church is we're going to fast. The second thing I want to ask is that we've got to slow. See what I did there? I'm going to challenge us boldly that 2024 would be the year that we stop making excuses and we take responsibility to steward our souls and our schedules. Here's what starts happening. We get to a new year and people say, well, I've got it. some things have to go. And you know what I've watched for believers? The first things they normally kick out are their lifelines. Things got to change. And so what happens is they don't spend time with God. They come and tell us, I'm not going to do missional community anymore. It's just too busy. But meanwhile, they're going to soccer practice, and they're going to this music lesson, they're going to this thing, and they're going to that thing. And it's like trying to run a marathon by cutting yourself off at the knees. So I want to tell you, not for any program of overflow, but for how God made you and I. If we're going to steward our time and our soul, what do we need? I'm going to say prioritize stillness with God this year. Slow down to do whatever it takes to walk as a friend of God. The second thing I'm going to tell you is God never wrote a command just to you. He wrote it to us. You've been called to belong to a family. I'm going to challenge you to choose intentional community this year. Could you make those the big two? I'm going to be a friend of God, and I'm going to walk deeply with his people so that together we go on mission. Most of us are way too busy. And we're giving out too many yeses. We're like at Oprah's My, Fa My Favorite Things episode. Like, you get a yes, and you get a yes, and you get a yes, and you get We give yeses out to everybody for everything. And often it's sacrificing our greatest and our most faithful yes. And so what I'm going to ask for in these weeks to come is, is that we would hear this through a new lens, not Overflow Church is going to do a bunch more stuff. But Overflow Church is aligning to the Father's heart, and I have a part to play. I have a lane. My lane is in every lane. My lane is going to be some things, and I need to align my life so that I can give my most faithful yes. In the weeks to come, we're going to dive into Psalm 23. We're going to talk about how God is our sufficiency and our sustenance, how God is our security, and God is our true success, and how the Lord is our serenity. 
We're going to talk about how we receive these things and how we actually represent them to the world around us. And I want to tell you with all of my heart, I believe that what God has ahead is better than our capacity to ask or even imagine. But it requires all of us to step in and to step out. Are you ready? I'm going to ask for you to stand with me. And if you just close your eyes, I have a simple question this morning. I want to ask this as you stand before the Lord. What is God stirring in you in this moment? What is God stirring in you right now? Now, for some people hearing my voice, perhaps what is stirring is a sense of anticipation or longing. There's something that is strangely stirring. Can I just ask this? Each person, would you lay your hand on your heart, close your eyes before the Lord, and ask. Ask your own soul, what's stirring in here? What's stirring right now? If it's an anticipation or longing, all I'm going to ask as you're standing, would you quietly just begin to tell the Lord whatever it is? Would you verbalize it and just say, this is what I'm feeling right now. Don't leave it locked up in your head. Just whisper before the Lord, this is what he's stirring in me. For somebody hearing my voice right now, you know somewhere God told you that it is time to step in. There's some things God told you you need to say no to. And there's other things God told you you need to say yes to. There's some places that are burning within. Would you just right now just tell him, this is what's stirring in me. This is what I'm hearing. This is what I'm feeling. Perhaps for somebody hearing my voice, there's somebody here that desperately wants to be excited, but you find yourself in this moment deflated. Hope deferred has made your heart sick, and you don't want to, but you feel jaded. Could I submit to you that the reason you feel jaded is because you deeply love him? Otherwise, you wouldn't care. You would have checked out. We don't get jaded about things that aren't our priorities or our heart. We just ignore them. Can I tell you if you feel jaded or deflated right now that perhaps it's a declaration screaming in your heart that you deeply love Jesus. And somewhere you fear that either you have disappointed him or he has disappointed you. Can I ask you with your hand on your heart to unlock your lips and just begin to tell him whatever it is. God, I feel jaded about this thing right now. I'm going to ask a few of our prayer ministers just to be available here up front. And for this next minute or two, if God is showing you some place that either he's telling you it's time to step out and you need somebody's agreement, or God is telling you there's a place where you're jaded and it's so hard you can't even work it through in your head, you need somebody to lay a hand and pray with you and join you, I'm going to ask you right now as you're hearing my voice to step out from your seat, to come to one of these prayer ministers and let them just join you in that moment of agreement of whatever God's doing. I want to tell you if you feel jaded right now that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. At Overflow, we have this value of expectancy that says that we thank God for our feelings, but that we choose to position our hearts to trust what God says and to stay in that place until our feelings follow. Can I just ask, if you feel heartbroken or jaded, would you commit to fast with us over these next weeks 
to ask God to heal your heart. Can I ask all of us, who are you walking in community with? That you can share the victory or they can help you carry the burden. If you're in a missional community, I beg you to, to share with your missional community what is stirring in your heart in this moment, this week. Right now, this is what I want to do. I want to give all of us just a minute to pray. Either you're stirring with anticipation, either you've got some revelation from the Lord, or there's a place where you're walking in great frustration. But right now, can I just ask every person in the room quietly before the Lord, would you just tell him what's on your heart? And then I'm going to close us with a word of prayer. Father, would you come close and speak to our hearts now? Father, would you translate the things that we're feeling? Put them in real words, real emotion. May we not just go through the motions this year. Father, I beg you to heal the things that are broken and hurting. Even now, if God's calling you to come to one of these prayer ministers, come. God, I beg you to heal the things that are broken and hurting, the things that are jaded. I ask right now in Jesus' name that every scheme and assignment and lie of the enemy would be silent by the power of the God who adores your children more than the enemy could ever oppose them. Father, I ask for clarity. I ask for wisdom from heaven, not just good ideas, but I ask for conviction to fall. I ask for you to give revelation about the places where you want us to fast and the places you're inviting us to move. You're a good father. You're a good father. Would you stay here just a minute? I'm going to close this in prayer. Would you tell the Lord what's on your heart? I just ask each one of us with your hand on your heart, would you quietly say something like this to the Lord? Would you say, Father, I give you this year. I believe that you have big dreams for me. And I believe you have big dreams for your church. I want everything you desire, even where I don't know it yet. Father, here I am. Lead me. Heal me. Fill me. Send me. Burn your love within me. Change our city this year. Amen.